from, from Psalm 96, verse 1 to 13. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name, proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, all you families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him, all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound in all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Let all creation rejoice before the Lord, for he comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in faithfulness. This is the word of the Lord. So now it's time for us to, on this Christmas day, to dive into God's word and to open up our hearts to him and for him to speak to us because he does have a message for us and he does want to come close as he's shown to be Emmanuel, God with us, and he wants to uh, be in your life and to, uh, and to reign in your life and to really be present in all that you do in the rest of your lives. And if you missed on our, our Christmas Eve service yesterday, you might notice um, all our candles are lit, uh, but also there's a blue candle on the, on the side, and had a few people asked me already uh, just before service, and just to explain it a little bit, that it's something that some churches do, but it's a tradition that we started a few years ago, that uh, as the Christ candle is lit, we also light the blue candle re- um, to, to remember and to remind us that for some, this Christmas season is especially hard. Uh, for, for maybe it's the first time you've lost a loved one or a relationship or a dream. And it's to re- remind us that Christ is with us, not only in the mountaintop moments, but especially in the valley moments, uh, in the painful moments, in the uh, moments of wandering, that it's just a symbol for us to remind it of that. So as this morning, you've seen that it's really been quite a celebration for us. Uh, our, our service has been full of the celebration and really remembering the goodness of God. And as a pastor, and I think I speak on behalf of our, of our pastoral staff, it's really a joy uh, to celebrate in this way uh, on such an exciting and, and important day, uh, such as an important day as Christmas uh, is. I want to start off uh, this, this message just uh, by sharing this little quick story. Did you know that there's a village in Northeast India where they call, they, they, na- they don't only name each other, but they actually call each other's names by singing it. Did you know that? That uh, in the village of Kongthong in the state of Meghalaya in Northeast India, this is a village where people's names aren't just names, but they're sung names. And when they're born, their mother would sing a tune that's attributed to their name and is unique only to that one child. The moms would look at their babies and whatever song came out of her heart at that moment, she would sing it and that would be their baby's name for the rest of their lives. While you might be wondering, well, how does that work? They do have official names uh, that goes on their ID cards and government papers, but this tune becomes really their identities as they're working out in the farms and they're walking the villages when their mom or anyone else sings, uh, their parents sing this tune, they will know that it's attributed to them, they will respond right away. 
And what's beautiful, as I, wrote, I read in this article, once a person dies, their tune dies with them, never to be repeated for anyone else. Uh, never uh, to be repeated for anyone else to sing ever. And I'm not sure about you, but I find that beautiful. I find that beautiful, that when a birth of a baby, there is a new song that is sung. And that is the message for us today on this Christmas day as the church. We sing a new song as we remember the birth of Jesus. With the birth of Christ, the church can sing a new song. And we find ourselves in Psalm 96. If you don't have uh, your Bibles open, flip to it. Uh, Psalm 96 on your phones and the Bibles in front of you. Uh, But we're going to hang out there for the rest of the service here this morning. But Psalm 96 is part of a collection of psalms known as the enthronement songs. And rightly so, because Psalm 96, 97, and Psalm 100 is actually found in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, uh, verses 7 to 36, where King David, he's attributing, he's dedicating the tabernacle, and he draws the words from these psalms to dedicate uh, the temple. Why is it called the enthronement psalms, and why are we reading this and preaching on this on Christmas Day? Well, this psalm is all about God's kingship all about God's kingship. And I love what Duncan, our worship leader, just shared as Grace chose the song, King of Kings. Like today, on Christmas Day, it's all about God's kingship. It's all about us being reminded that God still reigns. And that's really what Christmas is all about. And that's also why King Herod, who was ruling in that day, was so threatened by the message of this baby being born that's going to be king. He was threatened that, what, I'm king. How can there be another king that's going to be, to be born? And it's because of God's kingship that the whole earth is going to declare, even on this day, declare how awesome and how great God is. And this psalmist also encourages everyone who believes in this God to tell the surrounding nations, tell anyone, anyone you go talk to, share this message. In fact, all of creation, that how we're, tell everyone how worthy and how good and how awesome this God is. Then the psalm concludes by describing the earth's joy as we all anticipate God's reign all over again one day when everything is going to be perfect and good when we're with him forever. So today on Christmas Day, we're reminded of this truth again that God reigns, that God is king, and that is controversial. That is controversial in, in, in a year like 2022 has, has been with the wars going on, with, with uh, the political strife that's going on, with everything that's happened in our nation and around the world. This is controversial that it's not the prime minister who's king, it's not in any emperor, it's not the CEO of a company, it's not a general, it's not a tyrant. No, God is king. That Jesus is king and that he's still reigning on this, on this, in this universe and on his throne. And that's the big idea for us this morning, that since God reigns, it is not if God reigns, it's since God reigns, his people rejoice. That because God reigns, his people rejoice. That's why Christmas is a day of rejoicing, is a day of declaring how awesome and how good God is. Today we can sing a new song because God is on the throne and we rejoice. And when God reigns, It's not like any other emperor or tyrant that's on earth. When God reigns, there's no fear. There's no hiding. There's no judgment. It's not not hiding in fear and judgment of this God. No, he comes in love. There's no hiding in fear. People aren't scared of what God is going to do next. Is he just going to punish me? Or is he a, a maniac or a tyrant who's just after me to control his people? No, he's a good God. A God that loves and a God that wants to love you. 
and wants to be in a relationship with us. And throughout scripture, we see that when God reigns, his people rejoices and we rejoice and we're reminded of that, especially today on Christmas Day. We're reminded that with the birth of a baby, with the birth of a savior comes the salvation of all people. We're reminded that God keeps his promises and his words are trustworthy and true. No matter the year we've had, no matter what we're going through now, God is still trustworthy and true and good and he keeps his promises. And that's why, and that's why the psalm starts like this in Psalm uh, verses 1 to 3. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. What we notice right off the bat is that this invitation for everyone to celebrate, everyone to rejoice, this invitation is for everyone. In fact, it's a call for all. God doesn't just reserve it for a limited group of people that, quote unquote, are good enough. No, that's not true. God says everyone is invited. Everyone is invited. The invitation is for all to rejoice, not only when you're in the mountaintop moments, as I mentioned, but especially for us that are in the valley moments of, of dark moments, of question, questioning moments, purposes, uh, moments where we're questioning our own purpose and the existence of our lives. Everyone is invited to rejoice and to, and to be with God and to have this relationship with God. It doesn't matter what tribe or tongue. It doesn't matter what mistakes you've made. It doesn't matter your education or your training. Maybe you don't think even that you're good enough for God or God would even consider you, but that's not true. The invitation on this Christmas day is that everyone's invited. Everyone's invited to see the baby that's been born. Everyone's invited into having this relationship with God if we so choose. And that's because, we, as we notice here in this passage too, that God, he's a personal God. We notice in verse two, sing to the Lord a new song. What? Praise his name. His name, that's, that's, a, that, that's, a, that, that's a personal kind of saying. It's not praise someone out there that we do not know. Praise his name, praise Yahweh, praise the God, uh, the God of the universe, the Lord of lords, the King of kings, praise him, knowing someone's name. It's pretty personal. It's pretty personal and it's intimate. It's not about praising some God somewhere out there that we don't know about. No, we're praying and praising and having a relationship with a God that's come close to us, that the word has been made flesh in our lives that he's chose to come in the form of a baby, in the form of a human being, to spend time and to be with us, to understand us and understand you. And Christmas is about reminding of us, reminding ourselves of this, that God wants that with us. It's about having a real relationship with the real personal God who wants to know you and wants you to walk alongside of him. And when you know this personal God, when you encounter and have a relationship with him, there's these new songs that burst forth from within our soul. These new songs and new hopes and new joys and new loves that fills the hearts of men and women and people around the world. And when we come to experience this Jesus, this personal God, when you encounter and have a relationship with him, there's not a new song that was just sung yesterday. There's a new song the sun sung today, day after day. God gives us a new song to sing, a new song to sing, a new hope, a new joy, a new love every single day. We're not singing yesterday's songs, but we're to proclaim the salvation day after day that God gives us new things to sing about. 
every single day. His grace and mercy indeed are new every single day. As Paul says in Ephesians 5, 18 to 20, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Every single day, speak to one another, sing and make music day after day. Have this song in your heart. And we're reminded on this Christmas day that it's not wishful thinking, but it's possible. And it can happen every single day if we seek God with our hearts. The question is, do you want a new song today? You're saying, hey, the song I've been singing this whole year, what I've been experiencing this whole, whole year, it, it's been a bit crummy. Or maybe even in this season, it's been a bit hard, and you're tired, and you're weary. Do you want to sing a new song today? And again, I don't know what kind of year it's been for you, but do you want to be filled with new hope, with new joy, with new peace, with new love, to invade every part of your heart that you're so full that you can leave this place maybe this morning and be like, God is so good despite my circumstance, despite whatever it is going on, that God is still reigning and on his throne. Isn't that something that sounds so good compared to what things of the world offer? Things of the world that, oft, that, that we get, but only, it gives us maybe happiness in that moment, but it's fleeting and it's gone the next. We're reminded today on Christmas that this isn't only possible, but it can happen right now because when God reigns, his people rejoice. And today is a day of rejoicing and being reminded that God is still good despite my circumstance. This week, I bumped into one of our students that came to Lord's Love before, but now has moved across to the other side of the country. And as the person was sharing with me, I have permission to share, but I'm going to keep it anonymous. Uh, as they're sharing with me, it's like, hey, like, Doug, like, you know, th- thanks for uh, the church and everything that's, been, uh, that's going on over the years. And, and just sharing about how the faith journey has grown. Because when the person was here in Vancouver, she was saying, hey, I felt like I was living a life. I was going to church. Um, I was doing the thing. I thought I was Christian, but I wasn't really living as a Christian. I wasn't really filled. Uh, I wasn't really seeking God's presence or a relationship. I wouldn't say I was following God. I just considered myself to be spiritual. And I didn't study the word. I didn't pray. I didn't really join in the community. And, and I didn't really live it and take it on to myself. But after moving to a new city, she's found this new, new relationship with God. Just realizing, wow, when I read the word, did you know God speaks? <laughs> when I pray, did you know God listens and, and hears me? When I'm with people in community, did you know that I, I'm prayed for and cared for and, 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 I'm, I, and God, I, I experience God's love through the community that's around me? And I was just thinking, wow, what a difference it makes when you invite Jesus into your life, when you truly want him to reign in your life. When you truly want him to sit on the throne of your heart and want him to reign, what a difference that makes. The joy and the new joy and the new hope and the new peace and love that I saw in her face as she's speaking about this. I'm like, wow, Jesus, only you can do something like that. Only you can work in that way. So why do we sing and praise and proclaim and declare, as the psalmist says, verse 4 to 6 goes on in this way, for great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the nations are idols. But the Lord made the heavens, splendor and majesty are before him, strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Why sing, praise, proclaim, and declare what God 
uh, that God uh, reigns. We sing that and we proclaim that because God, in, this verse, in these verses, we read because of his splendor, because of his majesty, because of his strength, because of his glory. God, in other words, is more beautiful than anything you've ever seen, more royal than anyone you've ever encountered, has a greater capacity than anything else in creation, more renowned, more magnificent, more honorable than anything else we've ever known in this entire universe. Therefore, therefore, in verses 7 to 8, ascribe to the Lord all you families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come to his courts. Ascribe, that's an old school word. Uh, what does ascribe mean? Well, ascribe simply means to give. So give, give to the Lord. A give to the Lord all your families. Give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. In fact, this psalm, in fact, what we see in this psalm is that even though it's one song all sung together, what it does focus down on is into these two verses here. That because we can sing a new song, we sing a new song because God is great, And why is God great? Because of his splendor and majesty. What's the focus here? Well, therefore, it leads us, the psalmist leads us to ascribing, to giving to God his glory. That that is the sole purpose for us to not just, wow, see how awesome and wonderful God is, but it actually leads to this ascribing of our souls, this giving of our souls to God, to give to God everything that he declares. See, in fact, this whole psalm, paints the picture for us that all of creation is actually doing this already. All of creation is doing this already. That us as human beings, we're actually late to the game. That all the creation, uh, you think of the angels in heaven especially, or you think of all creation, the mountains and the, and, 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 and the oceans and everything in the oceans and everything in the entire universe, the stars above to the earth below, everything, all of creation already knows who reigns, already knows who's Lord. But for us as human beings, we're a little bit slower because of something called sin, because of our own brokenness, because of something we, we want, uh, because something called sin in our own hearts that pulls us away from God. So here, the psalmist reminds us that we need to demand that in our souls to ascribe, not just on a Sunday, but every single day, to ascribe and to give to the Lord, to be reminded, to join in. That, did you know when we come in on Sundays and we sing a few songs or we listen to the word and in an hour and 15 minutes, that worship doesn't just start and end here. As Daryl Johnson has reminded us through his numerous sermons and revelations, when we come in to worshiping God on a Sunday morning, we're actually joining in with the chorus of angels that's been doing this for eternity past and eternity forward. That with or without us, God is going to be praised. It's only us that's going to miss out if we don't have this relationship with him. That every single Sunday, the veil between us and God becomes a little bit thinner. That when we come together as a church body, we get to see God just a little bit clearer because of what's going on in the world. For this very little moment, we're reminded that we are eternal beings. We don't belong to this earth, but we belong to this God in heaven who knows us and loves us. And that's why I read from this passage in Matthew 2 about the wise men that came. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And it wasn't just wise men and women then that was seeking out God. I believe it still happens here today. 
But the question is for us, when we seek God, when we come before his throne, what do we give? What is our response? How are we before the Lord? What's your gold and what's your frankincense and what's your myrrh? What does it mean for you to open up your treasures for God this morning? What does it look like for you to give to the Lord what he deserves? What's causing you to hold back? If those are tough questions for you to answer. Maybe I don't know, or the person next to you doesn't know, but God knows. And he's saying, whatever it is that's blocking you, whatever questions you have, whatever doubts you have, that's nothing compared to what God can do. That he's going to be with you, he's going to be for you, and that he's going to answer you in his own time, and that he's only full of promises that are good and true. Because when God reigns, his people rejoice. We don't go away in fear. When God reigns, there's a new song for his people to sing, So what new song are you singing? Do you desire to sing a new song? Do you desire to be filled with God again and to see the world with fresh eyes? It doesn't matter how impossible that situation. It doesn't matter how old or how young you are. What's impossible situation, whatever impossible situation you face in your life, God is able and God can. Again, maybe for you, it's coming, going out of your comfort zone to make a new, to make, to extend a handshake, to say hi, and that just terrifies you. Maybe that's the way that God's calling you to be part and to give glory to God this morning by the love you received, you know, go and to give that to others, to take your vertical worship of God and to move it horizontally. A quote from James Lawrence, he's the director of uh, Aero Leadership in London. He says this, We can certainly connect to God vertically through prayer, but to feel his grace completely, we have to open our hearts to the full expression of it horizontally through other people. Now, maybe that's it for you this morning, that for you to ascribe to God, to give to God the glory to his name, I'm going to love your people. I'm going to go beyond my comfort zone. I'm going to love those people. Or maybe for you, it's using your giftings and the ways that he's wired you, your personalities, If you don't know your gifts, maybe your first step is to discover that together. Or maybe for you is to be fully plugged into the church, uh, to be connected with what's going on in the people around you. How can you give glory to God today, especially on this Christmas day? How can you ascribe to God the glory he deserves? See, the call, as we've been saying this entire year, the call isn't to complacency and to convenience, but the call is to faith and to follow Christ. That's the call for us. And as author and speaker Bob Goff says, every act of extravagant love is a declaration of faith. That when we leave from this place and we love God with all that we got and love people with all that we got, that's a declaration of our faith. And that's why I'll just read through the Psalms quickly as I come to an end here. Worship the Lord, therefore, in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He would judge the peoples with inequities. In other words, all creation is moving towards this crescendo we find in verse 11 onwards. Let the heavens rejoice then. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound in all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Let all creation rejoice before the Lord. For he comes and he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. In other words, this morning on Christmas Day, 
Let everything in creation and existence declare how amazing God is. And if you haven't experienced that yet, just open the door a little, because God would never force himself in. Open the door to your hearts and see God for, for yourself and to see him for who he really is. Let everything that we are, maybe this is a dedication for you this morning, everything that you are to declare who God is, let our lives tell a story of how good this God is, this Jesus is that we follow. Again, it doesn't matter who you are because you can make a difference for the kingdom of God because Jesus said so. And the arrival of this baby declares, reminds us that God's promises are true. So let every breath that we take be for God. Let every move that we take be for God. Let every breath and every move that we take, every breath that we breathe, every move that we make, tell the world how great God is. End with this final story here uh, of this man, Enrique, not Iglesias, uh, Enrique, I know you're thinking it, I thought it too, Enrique uh, Rodriguez, who's a former gang member uh, for the Bloods, uh, and, and he he denounced that way of life and came to faith in Jesus and changed them. And now he uh, takes people's blood in hospital. Uh, he brings it to the laboratory. That's his job. But another thing that he does in New Jersey is that he said he was done with that life. But from now on, he's going to dedicate his, his life uh, to singing songs to the patients as they allow him to. And I want to show a quick video here as our AV team uh, can play for us. song for you to sing today. When God reigns, his people rejoice. And I don't know what that expression is for you, but there's a call for you. There's a place for you in the kingdom, and God has a purpose for you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your promise to us that through the birth of Jesus, we're reminded, God, that you are good and that you keep your promises, that everything you say is true and good. That this morning, God, we don't only remember the cradle, but we also remember the cross and the crucifixion that awaits, God, that you were born so you could die for the sake of man. So, Father, this morning, as we marvel at the Christmas story, once again, may we not just glaze over it, 
but may we be impacted deeply, God. We want to sing a new song. We want to experience you new, uh, experiencing you afresh again this morning. So spirit, be among us. Jesus, be present with us. And God, lead us, God, into deeper things and help us to sing a new song, especially as we go into 2023. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.